Oh, what's up? I'm your host, DJ Deuce, and I'm here with a special guest straight from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Eli Moon. What's up, Eli? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you, man? Good, good, man. You know, we're almost at the end of the year. Winter's around the corner. The freezing's going to start. Not looking forward to it, man. Like I told you backstage, I was getting over a fucking flu, and here I am, you know, and I'm trying to fight through it now. You know what I mean? So, man, things are good overall, though. I can't complain, though. I got you. Glad to so, hear that. Eli, man, uh, so you're from Cleveland, are you? Were you born and raised in Cleveland? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I always joke that uh, my parents had a West Coast baby born in the East Coast state. Because <laughs> I love that. I yeah, love that, man. man. I went out to Vegas for the first time in February this past year, and um, my, my girlfriend didn't want to leave. Uh, we got on the plane, and she was very adamant. Maybe we could figure out a way to stay in maybe another few days and, mm -hmm. and find a way to stay out West Coast. So, um yeah, I'm a West Coast baby born in East Coast State, Cleveland, Ohio. Winters suck, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if your winters are as bad as ours, but if it, even if it's close enough, trust me, man, it's not fun. It's I just find it drags a little too damn long. I think uh, winter should end right after Christmas. You know what I mean? We do the, you open the gifts, <laughs> the 20 yep. Boxing Day starts, and everything starts to melt. That's that's my I would be my ideal fucking winter, but it is what it is. So you said you went to Vegas, man. Tell me, how was that? I've never been. Yeah, so Vegas is, is like a really different experience. I went with a bunch of family. It was our uh, cousin's 21st birthday, uh, my cousin's 21st birthday. So we were like, okay, let's go to Vegas. We take 20 of us out there, and we're all living on Fremont Street for the for like five days. Five, five days and four, uh, four, four, five days, four nights. Yeah. Um, and we're just having a great old, old time. And, um, you know, it's it's everything you, you hear about Vegas. Um you have some losses at the gambling table. You're a little <laughs> upset about that. You just do a bunch of other things that are fun too. Like we went to the um, uh, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. That's what it was. Oh and yeah, yeah. That was so cool. But I mean, I'll tell you, I was tripping the entire time. We were. I mean, obviously everything's legal out there, so we're out there smoking. Yeah. And we, we drank before we went too, so we're we're crossfaded. Me and my girlfriend Skyla, and we go out there. So this wax museum, and the first one we run into is like Tiffany Haddish or something, um, and I I heard a voice go off behind her, and I, I freaked out, and they have all these like little animated things going on behind them. Oh, like, that's yeah. so dope. Yeah. So it so, looks so real, then you hear the voice behind, that's so crazy, yeah. It was insane. I, Vegas for me is a scary spot. Um, I, I, um, anyone that hangs out with me knows I enjoy the party, and uh, the fact that it doesn't close, I don't know if I can close too. So I have an issue. So I feel you, that. You know what I mean? I get. I remember yeah. um, we went partying in Cuba, and I, I don't. What what time do bars close at in Cleveland? What time do they close? Around yeah. like 2 in the morning. Okay, so it's similar here too. Okay, so 2 in the morning. So I, I get down to Cuba and we, you know what I mean, we do the tourist shit, right? We bump into a cab driver that we've seen three or four times. We're like, you know, take us to a real Cuban bar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, none of this tourist shit. Like, he's like, yeah. So he hops, we hop in the cab. We drive like an hour. It's, you know what I mean? At first it sounds cool until you get pulled over by the cops and they have the AKs and you're like, this is starting to come to feel a little scary. We get to this bar by the ocean there's a shitload of people i don't even think we're going to get in because you know that's how it is here you know what i mean right. there's a lineup good luck if you don't know anybody right so we tell the guy we're like listen tell the doorman no uh, we'll give him 50 bucks to skip the line and he, he goes to the doorman and he comes back and this is one honest dude i'll tell you that right now because he said he'll take 10 i'm thinking in my head i'm like you should have took the 50 give buddy 10 and keep 40 yourself but you know he was a real honest dude and we got in there, and it's, you know, cheap bottles. It's Cuba. We're enjoying ourselves. And I said, what time do you guys close out here? He goes, yo, we close early tonight. It's a Tuesday. We close at 5 a.m. <laughs> I was like, what? what, what, what? I'm going to die if I'm here till 5. <laughs> if I stay here till 5 a.m., I'm going to die. That's insane. <laughs> and he goes, what time is it closing Canada? And I said, 2 a.m. And he was just like, he looked at me with a like, disgusted look. Like, what's wrong with you guys? I'm like, oh, man. But I love these places. The places I find the places like Vegas or Cuba that are left open longer they tend to pace themselves differently than we do. Because I find with us, we're racing the clock till 2. So we're always belligerently. At 2.30, I'm belligerent. You know, take me to a Denny's or something. Feed me, right? But right. But, but these guys, they just know because they're, they're, there's, no, there's no hurry. It's, it's open late. It's open all night. Take your time, you know? But That's you can't change an old, you know, an old dog and treat, you know, give me new tricks to an old dog over here. I am, I'm built the way I am, though. But right. it is. 
But brother, man, music. I saw you're a music. Are you a musician? Like, do you play instruments at all? So no, but that's a goal I want in 2023. Oh. I'm trying to learn how to play acoustic guitar and piano. Um, those are like you. the two I have circled. That's good for you. I I find that shit extremely intimidating, man. I yeah. I'm one of those guys that like I don't know. I I I know everyone that started out at in something sucked. But I find when I suck too bad at it, I got scared and always ran away from it. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, I'm yeah, terrible. I, mean, I don't know. It's 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 something different. Like, I mean, I got an acoustic guitar bought when I was like 15 or 14 years old, mm-hmm. and I just never learned how to play it. And then like, yeah. I had an electric guitar bought, and I never learned how to play it. So I'm like, damn, I need to stop wasting my time and actually learn how to play these things. Good so, call. Yeah. I mean, I watch my dude narrator. I mean, that's, that's my brother. He produces, uh, does everything essentially for me. He's my manager. So, um... But he, he does all these different instruments, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, you know, one of these days I'm going to learn. He's like, one of these days we should just learn. We should just do it. So we, we have it circled on the calendar. We're going to try Good. to really start studying and learning how to play some instruments so I can uh, get out there like and do it for some of these shows. Absolutely. It adds. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I DJ'd my, most of my life. Yeah. I will pick a live band over a DJ. The energy is totally different. I'm sorry. Sorry to every DJ out there. I know we're more versatile on playing anything we can, but I mean that energy on the stage with the drummer and the guitarist and the kid. I'm sorry, nothing compares that, man. But like, I want to get from the beginning. What 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 got you into music? What what drew you in? Yeah. So I mean, when I was younger, you know, my mom was playing music early in the morning, getting ready for school. Um, so I was listening to old school R and B and and hip hop and things of that nature. And then, you know, at night, I, you know, I'd go to play uh, baseball for my dad, and I'd be listening to country. So music, I was always surrounded about around music with yeah. sports, um, you know, and then I was doing sports broadcasting at the time when I got out of uh, high school and I was trying to figure out, OK, like maybe I can make this happen. And my buddy, Joey James, actually started making music. And I, I was like, man, I kind of want to give it a try. So I had done it previously in high school. Uh, the back end of my senior year, I was like freestyling with this dude. I knew um, do some buddies of mine. He lived like five streets down. So I just walked down there. I'd rap, I'd go home. That was the first time I started smoking too. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess like it was something I, I felt like, let me try different things. So I was smoking, I was doing, trying music. And then I kind of retired it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward, I'm doing broadcasting for the next like year, year and a half. And I see my buddy doing it and I realized, well, why don't I try it? So started making music again. I got in there at Signal Flow Studios with my dude, um, my dude Pharaoh. And um, from there, I kind of, like I said, I met Narrator at Signal Flow not too long after. And the rest is history. That is crazy, man. I find that. Did, did you do? Did you find out? Because the first time I ever went to a recording studio, I never recorded. I always end up managing and helping out a few guys. I just didn't understand. Like, I not that I didn't understand. I didn't know how tracks were completed. You know what I mean? Like how they were formed and put together. And I was always like, "Huh, interesting." You know what I mean? You have yeah. to give some of these engineers some respect, because I've been in a studio where they've made some. Gr- some not so great singers sound pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cringing myself. Like, damn, how are you going to make this work? And they're great. They're great at what they do. You know what I mean? But were you, were you like, like first time you ever in the studio, how was the, how was that excitement? And how was that experience for you? Oh, I mean, everybody thinks they're a superstar the first time they touch in this. True. Studio, you know? But, um, you know, I mean, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Uh, looking back on it now, I know I was nowhere near where I'm at now as an artist. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, you know, seeing like, myself getting in there and like expressing something that i personally wrote like i mean i write all my music so like things that i'm saying are off my chest or off mm-hmm. my head you know off my mind like so I, it was cool to be in there and just experience that um the more and more i started experiencing like okay hey i need to come in here with actually like a, a plan because when i first started it was like okay i'd come in with like half half wrote songs and like just yeah. try to make it happen from there and you know i started taking it more seriously i met narrator um and like really like 20 and the 2019 2020 range um you know and we started working together um not too long after that i actually bought um a beat off of them to work with my dude pharaoh i did a song with jack the don and kame's um two cleveland artists out here mm-hmm. um so we did that song and i had narrator make the cover art and then after that i kind of just started hanging around them more and i was like hey why don't we uh why don't we like maybe i start working with you do a uh, session here or there yeah um, and the rest is like I said. He's a workhorse, start- though. Narrator doesn't stop working, bro. Yeah, he, he doesn't. I mean, that man never sleeps. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> the guy just doesn't stop working. I'm telling yeah. you, man. The dude's an animal, man. What What's the hip hop scene out there in Cleveland? 
Yeah, um, it's growing, I'd say. You know, I mean, we have, obviously, you know, Kid Cudi, MGK, guys that's that have right. made it out. But, I mean, it's growing still because um, I think a lot of people didn't take Cleveland music seriously. Like, um, everybody likes it when you blow up or you start getting some traction. Yeah. I think, you know, you I would talk to guys from Atlanta, um, Chicago, different cities that would really just put on for their artists. Like, it didn't matter if you were Chance the Rapper big in Chicago or one of these other smaller guys out there. Um, you were getting respect from these, from just a bunch of people in the city. And I think Cleveland's finally getting to that point where like, we're seeing, um, different award shows, different, um, bookers, promoters that are really putting on for the city and doing their thing. Well, I think Cleveland cool. gets an, un, it's underrated on how many, even like celebrities or athletes or comedians. And it's actually underrated. If you actually really look into it, you're like, Oh, another one from Cleveland. Like, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you actually, you actually do. They, they're just not mentioned as much. I don't know if it's because you're not guys are not from a big city. Like you were mentioning like Atlanta, Chicago and New York and stuff, but there is like some great talent that has come out of Cleveland oh, yeah. all around, all around talent that has come out of there. But do you find like, see here where I'm from, I'm in, I'm in the capital of Canada, right? I find mm -hmm. anyone that makes it out here. Uh, the first thing they say is Toronto. It's the next biggest city next to us. So, you know what I mean? You'll hear like Belly's from Toronto. Nah, Belly's from down the street. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. You'll be like, no, no, sorry. You're actually from here. But it's just an easier or I guess it's a bigger recognizable city when people say Toronto, right? So do you guys get do you guys get something similar like that? Does anyone from Cleveland, you know, mention the next city over, the next, you know? Yeah, I mean, or it's like different where like people get upset if you mention Cleveland and you're not from Cleveland. Ooh, but, okay. So MGK is from Shaker Heights, if you ask some people, which they don't classify as Cleveland. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. I, I like that. that. You know, came out of that area and were like, well, he's from Shaker. He's not from Cleveland. Um, so then I got to kind of play my cards right a little bit because, you know, I, I grew up in Old Brooklyn, which is like really Cleveland. Nobody calls it Old Brooklyn. Okay. Um, then I grew up in a, I went to a suburb called Parma and Parma is like, it's like in family terms, like I guess Thanksgiving just ended. It's like the aunt you don't want to have to see at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I, mm -hmm. I got to see them. Like, mm -hmm. That's Parma. And then now I'm in like back in kind of my, my old stopping grounds a little bit. But um, yeah, that's, that's, it's like the, the reverse psychology. I like that. I like that though. Like, are you from Cleveland? Or I like that. Say you're from Cleveland? That's dope. I like that though. Now, do you find in, in maybe in Cleveland? I find this is this is everywhere. Do you find that radio, like radio DJs, just don't help out the independents enough? Yeah, I mean, I like like I said, I mean, the whole scene is growing. I think at first it was really tough to get like on the radio back in the day. Like I had some of my buddies, um, like narrator, obviously he's been doing it for a while. King Paula, who just broke um history on iHeart, um, nice. became the first independent artist since 2016 to be featured on 106.1 and 96.5 FM up here or, or down here in Cleveland. Right. So, um, but you know, at first it's a, it's very tough to see like guys actually trying to put on for these independent artists. You have to pay so much money to get like yeah. some sort of streams from, or like some sort of play from these guys. And um, it's, you're starting to see some of these guys finally open up and starting to really want to work with other artists because they seen the, see the scene is growing itself. And I think that's, mm -hmm allowing more collaboration to happen. Like we're doing a collective called family ties, you know, that's me narrator King Paula and vice right now. And, you know, I, you see a lot more collaboratives or, you know, things of that nature here in Cleveland because the scene's growing. People are starting to attach to, to work with other artists and that's what DJs involved as well. Yeah. I think DJs have to step up a little more and it's mm -hmm. not step up in the fact that like, just cause someone asked them to play a song. If right. you feel it as a DJ, if you feel this track, they should drop it. That's that's where I think it. Uh, DJs from back in the day used to be the ones that usually, you know, kind of controlled the music industry. If you look at the 80s right. and 90s, you know, you wanted the DJ to play your shit at the club or at, at this place or whatever the case may be. Um, and I find that now that most DJs are just playing it safe. You know what I mean? They don't want right. to step outside the box. They don't want to ask, be asked, who, who is this? And I, and I find this is where it's all gone wrong a little bit. Like I used to get asked all the time, like, yo, can you play my track? I'm sitting there and if, if you, if your boys show up, of course I'm going to play. You guys are here at yeah. my, you know what I mean? My venue spending money. What, what's, what's three minutes, on, you know, and making everyone's night. Like what, what's the big deal here? You know what I mean? So yeah. turn around and say, no, be a jerk, lose, lose you and you friend, your friends never come back. Uh, DJs need to step up. That's in my case. You know what I mean? Yeah, I retired no, I from DJing. 
I'm retired. I'm just a host yeah. now. I'm just a host. That's all I do now. I'm old now. I do not understand some of the new stuff that's coming up. That's when I knew I was getting old. I'm turning into my dad. You know what I mean? I yeah. like, What's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Question for you, brother. Do you remember your first performance? And how did yeah, that go, I, man? How did oh, that yeah. go? Uh, well, so it was at this um, spot. It was for Temple of Passions, it was called. Um, out here in this in this town called like it was like Willowick or Wycliffe, like one of these little tiny cities, um, like right by like the minor league baseball team for um, okay for the Cleveland Guardians. So it's like out in that kind of area, like real like countryish, um, but like secluded too. So I went out there and did this thing with nine other artists on the bill, and I actually it was based off ticket sales. You performed wherever you like landed yep. your ticket sales, and I landed, absolutely I landed. I think. Um, I landed ninth out of 10. So I landed the second most sales and I was like, okay, well I've never really performed before. So this will be exciting. Mm -hmm. One other did my thing. And it's funny because my dad who, um, has always supported me. But it, when I first started, he was like, man, maybe you should just be a songwriter, dude. Your lyrics are great. Which I took as, Hey, maybe you're not very good at like actually rapping. Or, like, yeah. I see what you're singing. saying. So I was like, okay, so I get, I get out there. I do my performance. My mom loves it. You know, it's going nuts. I look out there and I made, at one point I made eye contact with my dad and I just see this big smile across his face. And I was like, Oh, I definitely impressed the big man today. So That's I want to talk to him after the performance and he goes, dude, I didn't think you had that in you. And for me, that was like, okay, now we got the green light. Now we're going, now we're going to push forward with this music because not that I want to have before, but now I really convinced my dad who was arguably my biggest critic when I first started making music. So that Which was is a was fucking big... great feeling. You know what I mean? Having someone almost like say, okay, you know, I love you and everything, but you know, this might, you might not be the best at this. And yeah, I know to convince them to do it. That's that's you're right, man. That's a great feeling. Yeah. It was incredible. That's you know? super cool, man. I, I always tell people, um, I got stuck. So I was managing a few guys probably in early two thousands and this one dude, um, I said, yo, here's, here's your hype man. And he turned around and he's like, nah, I need you to be to my hype man. And I was, I, I never really thought myself of being the stage guy. I was always behind the scenes. Right. And I was like, what? He's like, dude, you recorded every single song with me. You helped me produce every fucking track. You know exactly where I need to breathe. Like, you know what I mean? And he broke it down. He's like, no one knows my tracks as much as you. So we go down to this one little, um, this little bar down, uh, actually in the next province over. And I, you know, I get on, I do do my thing and I don't think much of it. Right. And they actually had it. They actually filmed it. So then I watched it and that's where I critiqued my whole, all my mistakes. So I always tell people, man, video your performances and criticize the shit out of them. My, I kept hyping them. And then when I was done hyping them, I would turn around and stare at them. Yeah. Like what the fuck was I doing? You know what I mean? So I didn't know I was doing that until I was like, don't like, I'm like, damn. So when I went back on stage with them the second time, I was like, yo, you take that side, I'll take this side. I'm never gonna look at you once. We filmed that one, and all of a sudden I'm like, there, we finally got it. Now I just need to hear him. I don't need to watch him. I don't need the, yeah. the crowd's in front of you. But I would have never known what I was doing. Da -da -da -da. Look at him, stare at him like an idiot. You know what I mean? So I always tell people, video your shit, criticize the shit out of it. I even tell artists all the time. Do every show, big or small, man. The more reps you have on stage, the better you become. Because at the end of the day, you can you can practice all you want in your room, your car, your studio. If you go on that stage and you kind of like have a shitty performance, no one cares. No one cares. You could be the yeah. greatest songwriter. If you're on stage with no stage presence, no one cares. It's it's tough, right? So, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think a lot of artists too. Um, they, they want to perform obviously for the, as many people as they want, but I don't think a lot of artists are willing to take those shows where they only are performing for so many people. It's true. I mean, I remember when I first started, I mean, I was performing for maybe 20 people, maybe 40 yeah. people here. That was 40 was a big deal. Um, Absolutely. You know, like I remember doing the grog shop down here in Cleveland, um, open up for uh, rip flames and poo gut. It was a really big show at the time. Um, I do King teeth got me on the bill and I remember, just the way it lined up, I was opening for the openers on the card. It was a really big like lineup right before the uh, like New Year's. It was December thirtieth was the show, so I'm out there about to perform, and it's probably like a hundred people. Like just all of a sudden, 40, 50 extra people just filed in to join. I'm like, okay, well this now this is like a really big deal for me. So, mm -hmm. um, I think it was cool for me to see myself work up to those levels. Yeah, now yeah. where I, I, I don't mind if it's you know, a smaller venue, a bigger venue. I think it's important because you're always making an impression on somebody. You're always there. Somebody new is going to be there. And 
I want somebody to listen to my music, whether it's one or five new people that night. That's that's an impression that I can leave. And I think a lot of artists are missing a lot of layers in this game by just wanting to jump for yep. the big ticket, try to go for these big um, sweepstakes or these big venues where you can go perform, you know, for a, another artist. It's like you got to do the little steps, the baby steps here first to, to get to that. Facts. Level. That's 100 percent facts, man. As an artist, man, and, and since you're one guy that writes all your stuff, what, what what's your thoughts on ghostwriting? I mean, it's not – here's the thing. is like, I mean, I'm going to start – I'm not going to lie. I want to start offering services to write, you know, yep. my, my writing for, uh, you know, other people if they want to use my lyrics. Um, ghostwriting, you know, if somebody's got talent, I'm never going to be upset if they are mm -hmm. using somebody else's lyrics because music is like a universal thing. Somebody might not as be a good – as good of a writer as they are and as an artist or a show yeah. showman or something. So if they need a little bit of help that way, I'm not, not opposed to it. Just personally myself, I just have to be saying something that I wrote. Like I guess it. it's something I collaborated with, with somebody and we kind of like mutually agreed. This is what, how we're feeling towards this song. I have to write it. That's how I, I get it. I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. You know what I mean? Sometimes, uh, uh, we, we had a discussion. I don't even remember who it was, and they were totally against ghostwriting. They're like, no, nah, it doesn't make you great, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, well, Jay-Z wrote for Dr. Dre and Snoop on that, you know, still Dre. Do you diminish Snoop at all as an artist? And the guy's like, well, no. <laughs> Sometimes you need a little help. Sometimes right. you need a little push. Sometimes seeing someone else's vision to a beat is just better than yours. You know what I mean? So I'm not totally against it neither. It's just now I find that hip-hop becomes so competitive when people start naming, you know, the top five, top ten, and if you're becoming a person that accepted a ghostwriter in your, you know what I mean, your catalog, it kind of knocks right. you down a bit, right? So it's, 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 I just find it, and it's funny, because this, I don't know, I want your opinion on this. Why is yeah. hip-hop so divided within cities, or, you know what I mean, or yeah. sections, or east and west, and because rock music and country music, you listen to it, you listen to it, you enjoy it. But hip hop is very divided within its own country, we'll say. Yeah, that's I, I, I don't know. It's weird, I guess. I mean, it just kind of hip hop is just like that. It's a different thing. I mean, country it still has like its split regions where like you know you have yeah. different types of country, and it is split in different genres as well. You just recognize it more in hip hop because. I, you're big on repping where you're from, like with the East and West thing or like territories or like a different sound. Like if somebody came out of your city, you want to replicate what they sounded like. So that's where the sounds come from. That's I'm going to rep, you know, they're from Chicago. You're going to rep Chicago. I'm from Cleveland. So I'm going to rep Cleveland just as mm -hmm. hard as they're repping Chicago. And I'm going to think that our sound is, is just like theirs. And um, I, I think it's cool though, because then you see like, a, like the Midwest has its own sound. Now that's outside right. of like Ohio and, and uh, Michigan and things you see like Ohio rappers have picked up what Detroit rappers were doing before and vice versa. Um, you know, and I, I think that's cool because now you have different sounds. You have that West coast sound that's been established for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I think the Midwest is finally starting to kind of establish a, a real sound. Um, and there's different types of that sound. Now who's, who's the biggest artist that's ever come out of Cleveland? Yeah. That man, in my opinion, like, Growing up, like I think it's Kid Cudi in in artistry. Like, yeah, I think I can it's Kid that. Cudi because yeah. he, he got out there and started working with Kanye West. I mean, yeah. a guy from Cleveland, Ohio, working with one of the biggest producers and artists in the game at the time. And I mean, that's that's incredible in itself. So I'd say Cudi, but I mean, Cudi for sure. I, there's a ton huh. I'm missing. I know there is. <laughs> bone Bone Thugs, obviously. Yep. yep. Bone, but to see with us with Bone Thugs is they they came out with their own flow and teamed up with the West Coast that. You know what I mean? Us from out here, we had no idea where the fuck they were from. You know what I mean? We're just like, who raps like that? And so fluid and amazing and, you know, is with is with fucking, with, with Easy E over here. You know what I mean? So I, we always thought that was pretty dope. Then you find out they're from Cleveland and you're like, damn, all right, cool, man. There's another one for you guys, man. But yeah, Kid Cudi, I can't cool. go wrong with that, man. Kid Cudi's definitely, definitely a megastar. Now, see, you're, you're, you're an indep independent artist, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Now, how do you feel, like, now that you've been independent, you've put music on major streaming platforms, like, what are your thoughts about it? Like, do you think this is a positive thing or a negative thing? Like, having independent artists out on the scene? Yeah, no, but I mean, like, just the streaming platforms, the way that they are set up for you guys to put up music. Well, I think they could still be doing a lot better, but I yeah. think independent artists, 
have finally get a little bit of a voice more than they've had in the past. That's I true. I think that's a growing thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've had, you know, songs taken down before um, for for no reason. And I've lost out on streams, you know, in the, in the really? payment. Really? Yeah, so I've had, I've had some problems with, you know, um, distributing companies in the past before. And that's why I think it's important to keep being, like um, – independent like the word independent in itself like you got to keep being independent and find different ways to create your own revenue and and maybe find a different way to to get your own music out there and and find different ways to just do it yourself i think that's important because mm. unfortunately nobody's really got your back besides yourself and, and who that's you true with on a personal level because me personally uh when when i saw these uh these these spotify's amazon music all that shit you know what i mean the itunes and stuff i thought it was pretty dope i was like oh cool now, now an artist can put their shit out immediately i thought that was super cool but then when you start breaking down numbers instead of signing with universal or sony or whatever the case may be you're just technically signed up to spotify or you know because i think the the the, the fractions of the pennies that they give the artists you just signed to another label without really dealing with label shit. This is how I see it, right? Like mm-hmm. some like m- majority of streaming platforms, not all, but I think majority of them was 1 million streams equal to $3,500. And I'm sitting there. If you came to me and be like, yo, Deuce, I got a million streams. I mean, you would be celebrating on like, this is fucking fantastic. What a milestone. And then you'd be like, yeah, but I still have no money. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't have anything really to show. And this is where it, it, it breaks it down again. It, it, it sucked up. They went, instead of went going with quantity, they went with quantity and they just don't give a shit about the artist itself. So for me, like I was extremely like, I thought this was cool, especially as a consumer grabbing Spotify for 10 bucks a month and listening to what I want, when I want without ever buying anything again was super right. dope. But as an artist, when I looked at that, looked into it, I was like, they're still screwing you guys with your talent. Cause you know what I mean? You know how it is. You bought a beat, right? right. You buy, you go to narrator, you buy, you, you obviously buy a quality beat. You give them money. You go to the studio, you, you start spending money on an engineer. Then you want to spend a bit of money to either promote it. You either want to get a music video for it. Like, do you know how hard it is to get capture that money back, especially from a streaming platform that do, do, do you agree that, that these things should do be able to give you guys a little more, or there should be a different method behind it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see, like, a different the payment method, definitely. I mean, I just, I cleared 148,000 streams on one of my songs, and I mean, mm-hmm. I know those artists that have collected a lot more streams yeah. than that, and would love to see a lot more payment than we're getting. But um, at the same point in time, you just got to be, right now, um, basically, like, multifaceted, like, being able to do a lot of different things, selling merchandise, going out and You're doing right. shows, finding different ways to make money, because unfortunately, like, Nobody wants to see an independent artist win for the most part. That's why it's a big deal when they do win because mm. while you didn't have millions and millions of dollars backing you while you were making this album, you were doing it from your nine to five job or, or finding out how to make it happen or pulling, you know, people pulling out their 401ks, pulling out retirements yeah. to make things happen. I mean, there's some real true stories I've heard out there for people trying to make it happen as artists. And that's why it's important to, to keep trying to push as independent artists because when we win, it's a bigger story and it, and it helps create more of a spotlight every time one of us do win. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that's, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail uh, on the head on that one with once you get your, your streaming numbers, those are actual proof of what, what your numbers are. So take those, take those numbers, push yourself a show, hopefully get paid a bit of money from that show, sell your merchandise, go on, be cr- extremely creative on what, on what you guys do. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. But brother, so like now we talked about your first show. What was your biggest show ever? Yeah, I mean, I'd say right now, like in terms of like audience wise, it was either the Grog Shop show I did for uh, Rip and Pooh Gutta, um, or it was the the shows we've done here with Family Ties uh, nice. back in June, uh, June or July. I always mix it up, but June or July, and then October, uh, we did a show. We did two different shows at the Odeon Lounge downtown here in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, they were really important shows because. It was doing it with guys that I'm really close with. I met uh, Paula when I was first started making music. I asked him, how do I get on the next show you're on? You know, because my dude, Joey, uh, Joey James, was doing a show with him. And I said, how do I get on the next one? He comes up and gives me 10 different tickets. Um, he goes, here's 10 tickets. Boom. If you can sell That's these. The hustle. I sell yep. these tickets. The rest is history, right? So Paula, you know, we did a uh, show way back when, a few different shows. And we linked back up. 
um, when I was working with Narrator now at this point. So now us three work together. And then Vice, who was actually doing a show at the Odeon right next door, um, the first time we did a show together, he swings over, does a, a performance at the Odeon Lounge, and he gets tied up into this thing we all call uh, Family Ties, which is a collaborative, which, you know, we work together as artists. We have producers that we work with as well, like Narrator, who's multifaceted there, Trey Smith and Trills. Um, those are three producers we have in the that's chat. Right. Yeah, man, I mean, we got a we got a big unit here. So it's like something that's important because I think, as like I said, as the music scene keeps growing, um, having a collective is 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 huge. Um, and we're not like tied down to like any label, anything like that. It's really just us doing it. So mm. those shows were huge family ties because it was really like a, an experience where you know my dad went to the show. We had family, friends, people that just wanted to see good music, and it was a good that's vibe. Awesome. I so, like that. Yeah. Uh, collabing's important guys uh anyone that's listening independent artists you know what i mean collab work with other artists producers uh trust me make friends with, with promoters you know what i mean uh, get your foot in the door man like don't burn bridges don't give a fucking uh promoter a hard time because then when the, when you burn bridges with promoters you're not invited back to a club that's just how it yeah. works it don't do that work with them uh, learn, learn from them. Cause if you can learn from a promoter, then you can promote your own events. I'm very big on, you know, whoever you're around, learn. You're like you said, you want to earlier, you said you want to learn how to play some instruments soon enough. You're going to be producing your own music. Learn, learn with what, who's who, the, with the people around you, man. That's how you grow. Yeah. Eli, what is the biggest struggle for you as an artist today, man? Yeah. Staying, um, you know, it's, as tough as it is to say, you know, sometimes staying motivated, you know, I go through a lot of tough spells. I, um, myself, I struggle with anxiety, depression, and OCD. I was I diagnosed when I was like 14 or 15 years old. So I've always dealt with like always trying to stay one step ahead of myself in, in terms of a positive light. Mm -hmm. Um, it's obviously about to start snowing here soon and I'm pretty frustrated about that. Oh yeah. Um, so with that as well, this season's always the toughest for me to be writing music. It has been in the past just because it's tough for me to stay um, up positive or just like focus on a task for a long time. So I think that's that's what it is. Staying motivated during the tough times or if, you know, something's not going my way for a few weeks, um, sometimes I can get stuck in a spell. And um, I, I've been really more so focused on like finding ways to stay um, focused, stay at the task at hand and things of that nature. Um, my girlfriend's huge into like nature. Um, narrator's big into nature. And so... They were both talking to me about going and checking out like the botanical gardens, which are like these thing, like it's like this big like thing here in Cleveland where like there's a bunch of flowers and plants and stuff. So like that's like a little getaway I have now. It's like I went there. I'm telling you, I got lost for like three to four hours. Stuck wow! In the I would have never thought in a million years I'd be looking at plants and flowers and like, oh yeah, I'm never planning on leaving here. And I was stuck there for four or five hours. So just finding ways to like meditate, um, be caught in the moment and yeah. and really be positive like that's that's where i try to defeat those struggles of being just stuck in in my own head and i think that's a big thing that's why i talk about that in my music you know it's okay not to be okay we just got to keep on pushing through yeah that's facts man and you know what for people that don't know our winters are long man it, it gets to you yeah february i'm a different human being in february bro i'm uh i'm not very fun to be around i'll tell you that <laughs> i'm grumpy as fuck i'm angry and cold my feet and boots are wet i'm tired like yeah. let's wrap this up you know what i mean i i hate i hate winter you know what I, mean? I need to get out of here true Trust me, bro. I've been, I've been, the older I got, the more I'm like, fuck, man. I just got to go find some job in Hawaii and host a podcast from <laughs> over there. You know what I mean? Hey, That's I'm all with, I need to do. You know I'm what I mean? With. Fuck that. I need to get out. Uh, what am I doing? I can't live here forever. I'm going to be, cr I'll go crazy. I can't, it's too much, man. Right. It's, Eli, what best, what, did, did, is there any artist or anyone around you that, like, what was the best piece of advice that you have ever gotten from someone? Yeah, I mean, so I'll be honest, uh, one of my uh, buddies who's been uh, big in the R&B scene here in Cleveland, uh, Dre Walton, uh, one time I kept sending him a bunch of like songs or just kept like saying like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And one time he stopped me and just goes, hey, like I like the song, but like stop making music for other people. Make music wow. for you. He's like, yeah. so often we get caught making music. Um, you know, and this has been reiterated by a few other people too, but I remember him saying this to me one time and just, it just caught me. He said, you know, so often we're stuck trying to make music that other people are going to like, or the new fad in the world, the new trade in the world. And we should be making music that we want to make that. That's what's important is we're making music that we want to make and we want to hear. 
And there's people that will like it and people won't like it. But at the end of the day, if you're not making it for yourself, then you're really missing the whole point of being an artist and being a creative person. No, I like that. It's true. Uh, it's funny because Bam, my co-host right now, he, the reason why he's not here tonight is because he's actually moving to, and he doesn't have internet access yet. So, told okay. him, you know I, You know what, Bam, if you're listening, I, I don't. I, I needed a break from you anyways, you know. <laughs> but uh, he says the same thing, man. He goes, uh, when he comes about music, he, he, he's a little older than I am. And he's like, I don't care what people think. I did it for me. And I, I always respected that, you know what I mean? And that's, that is great advice to give to anybody or even, you know, accept it to yourself. But like talking about, you know, you just mentioned, you know, some, you might make some music that people don't like or don't enjoy or whatever. How do you deal with those types of haters, especially in a social media world that we live in? Oh, I mean, I've, so the thing is like, I've been bullied in high school. Um, you know, I've dealt with people in the past that have, haven't liked me. And at this point in my life, I'm just, I'm just living life and loving, loving who, you know, um, whoever wants to be involved in my life and in my journey, you know, uh, it's all love and, I really don't, it doesn't bother me at this point, you know, because I've heard the critics. I've heard people laughing at me at shows when I first started making music. Um, and I'm me pushing through to the point where those critics turn into people that were now DMing me, telling me, Hey, I like your music. Like you did a good job on this song. Like it, nothing bothers me at this point anymore because I am making music for myself. I'm making music that I know people want to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's music that is important to hear. Um, so I'm not I'm not too concerned about people that don't like me. You know, there's enough people. And I always say there's enough land in this earth and enough yeah. oceans and whatever that we can all just do our own damn thing. And you don't have to wor be worried about me and I don't have to worry about you. And that's it's, a beautiful thing. It's funny because I always said that... Um... <laughs> I, I was trying to find solutions about things, right? As a producer, we used to tell people like, you know, I always ask a producer, like, what if you made a great beat and, you know, the artist butchered it? You know what I mean? And this is your beat. I'm like, there should be a clause where you're allowed to take it back. You know what I mean? We're, we're trying to always like come up with these things. And one of the things we came up with is this, let's say if I was going to write a bad review on you or, you know, or, or write something nasty that it, right before you press send, it says, fill out your information, you know, your name, your address, because then it make people think twice about, oh shit, maybe I'm not gonna, I don't really want him to know everything about me, even though I'm being a total fucking jerk to someone. You know what I mean? Because I find right. it's very easy. You know there's someone taking a shit right now with their phone. There's writing stupid comments on Instagram on everybody's stuff. Like that's what they're, there's people oh. out there just can't wait to wild you right up. I had a 10 year old driving me crazy on, on, on Instagram one time, you know? Bam, loved it. He wanted to get the kid on the show, you know? But <laughs> yeah. He drove me nuts. I was like, man, I'm going to whoop you and your dad when I see you, but whatever, you know, yeah. but it, it's tough though. I, it, you're right. The more you do things, the more you start to realize, you know, people are going to hate. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, and soon enough, I think the hating aspect of life, witnessing so many haters hate on purpose, they're the ones that are just going to look stupid. You know what I mean? When you read a stupid comment, you'd be like, look at this. This guy's a dumbass. Like, it's going to turn to that part. Because now, like, you're not even being, people are not even being funny. Or you're just being ignorant. And, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, it drives me nuts. But I'm really happy that you can look past that and, and fight through that shit. Because I, I still get a little bit angry. You know what I mean? I get angry for about 20 minutes, Eli. I've gotten better. It used to ruin my whole day. But I'm, I'm now I'm at 20 minutes. I'm good. Oh, no. I mean, I'm Irish, man. So I get pretty angry pretty quickly. So that's why I try to minimize it. And, you know, it's like, at the same point in time, I'm I'm on a mission right now. I'm on a I'm on a mission to push my message to get my message out there. So I can't be upset with anything else that's not on my journey, on my path. I'm on a path right now, and if something is irrelevant or not pertaining to my path, then I'm not going to focus on it. So that's I'm very focused right now, and I've been doing this for you know making music for five years, and I just I feel a different way about it now than you know I've always loved it, but I love it in such a way now that. That's so good, man. I'm focused. I'm focused right now. See, like this podcast for me, it was something when I quit DJing, uh, it was a good friend, of, another DJ friend of mine, good, like my brother. And he's like, yo, start a podcast. And I was like, I had, I was like, no idea how to start a podcast. You know, I, 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 I spin music. I don't know how to do this, you know? And he broke my balls and he went on and I talked to Bam. Bam's like, that, we're going to do it. And, you know what I mean? I, I end up falling yeah. in love with it. And the reason why I fell in love with it is because I got to meet people like you. I get to meet everyone all over. Like, even though we're not even in the same country, we get to meet and talk. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, at the end of the day, especially throughout the pandemic, where we're all fucking trapped, for me, it was like I was trapped, but then I wasn't trapped once I got on the podcast. 
You know what I mean? We were talking with yeah. people all over, which which was great. And for me, it opened a bunch of doors. I got to meet a whole lot of people. I got to interview people I never even thought I was gonna ever interview in my life. Like not even, you know what I mean? Never thought it was gonna happen. Just for us, make the doors have opened for us. It's been pretty cool. We just can't wait to take the show the show on the road now. That's that's our next big thing. You know what I mean? So we have all the all all the mics and cameras ready. So as soon as everything gets settled in, and uh, once our winter gets the hell out of here one more time, yeah, we want to hit. We want to take this on the road for sure, bro. But, Again, man. You're gonna have to come see Cleveland, dude. I, that's you know we are for yeah we 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 have a friend named Jay that passed away, man. Rest in peace, Jay. But Jay broke my balls to come to Cleveland every time, man. Eh? Every single time, he, Jay would be like, "Man, you gotta come see Nara, Come down to Cleveland, man." And he always broke my balls. And the time that he actually went and saw you guys last. It was probably the time I could have went, and I was I didn't get invited because I said no too many times. Uh-huh. And I saw the pictures, and that's when I saw you guys performing. You guys were on the gram. You guys were all performing. Man, you guys look like you had a blast, man. Like definitely, like no, no, Cleveland, man. You guys, uh, he definitely, definitely attached us to you guys. You know what I mean? And Cleveland's definitely somewhere where where we definitely want to stop by for sure, man. You guys are you guys are some good dudes, man, for sure. We love Jay, man. Yeah. Jay's, I'm happy you got to meet him in person, though. Jay's definitely a good character, bro. Man, I, I man, and the craziest thing ever is like Jay got like super close with my dad in the short time. Like he knew my wow. dad, and like I, I remember, um, you know, I still remember hearing the news when he passed away. And I mean, I remember talking to my dad, and my dad was just as, as shook as we all were, like because he was like, "Dude, we just shared a shot together." At the like show. literally, wasn't it like a week or so? Like the the, yeah, was, the weekend before or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, man. I was at work and Caleb Simmons uh, posted it up early on the gram. Yeah. And I was like, mm, no. I was like, I, you know, you're a bit in, in denial. You're like, sorry, he's from another province. He got he got miscommunicated. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, right. no. So I went I went and talked to like his, I messaged his wife and our good friend. Uh, did Skittles could go down with you guys that time? DJ Skittles? Skittles was down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I messaged him and uh, he went, yeah. And I was like, like, dude, I, you know what I mean? Like, when you're at work and you sink into your chair for 20 minutes, like, you're like, this is impossible. Like, because I, I was just at his house before he went out. And I was just like, man. And, and I always tell people, and I told people on the podcast and the following podcast, man, guys, like, don't take advantage of, of your life, man. Like, like 2022 for us had a lot of people that we knew passed away that that shouldn't have, you know, at all. Like, at all, like, not even a thought process, not not even a blimp on the radar. And you're like, holy fuck, there's a reality check here, you know what I mean? And he was only 27, so yeah, you got to yeah, live it, your life, man. Was, but I'm really happy you got to meet him, man. And Jay, Jay yeah. did definitely connect us guys with uh, with you guys from Cleveland, man. That's that's a fact. We're definitely going to do that move, man, for sure. Yeah. Brother, was there anything you would change today about the music industry? Yeah, I think just being um, being yourself. I think there's a lot of cookie cutter, um, cookie cutter-esque like music in this, in this industry. Yeah. In this Everybody sounds the same. Everybody's talking about the same things. Uh, guns, violence, yep. you know, drugs, uh, women, whatever have you. And I mean, it's okay to talk about certain things. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. And like, 50, I don't make anywhere close to the same music 50 Cent makes. But I, I appreciate you, yep. it. Yep. But you, you got to be yourself. I, I get up there and I talk about being, you know, positive, love things of that nature. If I'm down, I'm going to be talking about the struggles that I've been going through that other people may experience, uh, mental health, things of that nature. I'm going to talk about real things and be myself so that when, you know, I look back 20, 30 years and I'm still doing this music thing, I can say, dang, I never switched up or had to find myself 15 years down the line. I was doing yeah. my own thing. But I think a lot of people, um, at least in Cleveland, I, I'd say in other cities as well, want to just find the quickest way to get noticed in the city whether that's talking to a, a, you know being cool with a certain promoter um or just sounding a certain way i mm. think it's i think people are just so quick to chase that spotlight that they don't want to enjoy the little grind that you have to go on to get to these certain things like i was kind of touching on earlier i think i think too too many people are too quick to jump to the to the um to the prizes before going through the um the things that you have to go through to get to those do you but the people that technically jump to the prize Right. You'll know. You'll know there won't be no longevity with that with that type of artist. Yes. There's nothing there. It's it's maybe a one hit, two hits, on to the next. And and it's funny because back when I was growing up, like if you're a one hit, two hit single, like you kind of got laughed at. Now today, it's 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 like it's super accepted. Sounding that was an issue when I was DJing about 
like when I was like, oh, fuck, I was DJing a lot, maybe four, yeah, about three, four nights a week. Mm-hmm. And when the new music had come out, I, I could literally, I know who it was playing because obviously it was on my laptop. But if I should close my ears, I couldn't fucking tell you who it was. They all sounded the same. They literally like, and it was always like, and, they, and I found that the, 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 you know, the generation under me wanted the next, didn't, didn't, how can I explain this? They wanted the next thing. They didn't even want to enjoy what was in front of them now. They wanted the next thing, you know, the little pump. And then there was the next, you know what I mean? The Takashi. Then it was like, it was always someone else. There was no longevity on, on who they hung out with. Me growing up in the early 90s, um, my first rap album was Soup Dog. Okay. So Snoop is always, there's going to be an attached to me, to me and his doggy style album. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was, that's my album. You play that, I morphed into like 14 years old again. Like that's me. You know what I mean? And yeah. I remembered every summer there'd be a hit, you know, like Fat Joe would come out with Lean Back and there was a hit. There was a, that whole summer would be Lean Back. And you remember that summer. I don't yeah. think there is that type of, of music anymore that brings you back to a, um, a time, you know, in your life. I find everything is just in and out, in and out, in and out. You know what I mean? Like, like no offense, you know, Drake's Canadian. Drake's a great artist. But how many fucking albums does he have? How much shit does this guy really need to talk about? You know right. what I mean? I'm like, come on. And the new stuff's kind of lame at this point. I put, I, mean, I put the new album on <coughs> him and 21's new album, and I remember playing it just like the one morning. My girlfriend was like, "Man, he just sounds the same in everything he's doing nowadays. It's just trash. Like, turn it off." She wasn't, it was, she wasn't happy with, it, and I think that's like just a reflection in the music industry when like guys that like are the best of like the generation we know is getting told that you know we're hearing that he's he's getting old he's talking about the same things and like we need a change and i think too many times we try to recycle the past and try to like recapture Mm, things of the past instead of actually create something that can live on for future generations we're too worried about doing oh well this sounded cool back 15 years ago let's bring it back and it's cool to reflect on the past but we got to do something in this modern era that sticks so that we can keep pushing music forward because the past generations did what they had to do to leave some yep. sort of impact. We haven't done anything really. It feels like in the last five, 10 years to really leave a certain impact in the music sound, the sound wise, I say behind the scenes, we are, we're, we're really improving. I'd say the last that's 10 facts. Years. Yeah. I think that's, that's where we would be more improving. You know, what are your thoughts with all the um, violence and like, oh man, like it's to a point where if you hear a rapper getting shot and died, that it's almost it, not to be a jerk or unsensitive, but it almost doesn't even affect you anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's almost like, because when, when, um, when, um, oh, what's his name from Migos has got shot there. Um, oh, take off. Take off. Yeah. I, I, I had like this girl that listens to our podcast all the time and Wanda. And what's up, Wanda, if you're listening? Um, she's like, how about you, you know, would you mention that? I was like, but I just had a podcast not too long ago where I had a list of rappers that died, that got killed. Mm-hmm. Now, it feels like my podcast is going to start getting repetitive. on some, So I'm like, I don't even want to touch it anymore. Like, I, I, I'm I'm tired of what's going on. And, and so what are your thoughts about that, brother? Yeah, it's sad. I mean, it's sad when when anybody passes away, mm-hmm. first off. Um, and, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, some of the things that some of these artists are talking about brings the, you know, whatever, what you talk about usually is what the company you bring or, or what you're going to be kind of bringing in your life. Like if you're talking about a lot of violence and guns and, and, uh, you know, a drama or violence, things of that nature, then, then it's going to more so be involved in your life or it's going to be yeah. uh, one of those things that is constantly in your life. Um, so it, it's sad. I, I'm sick of like seeing people dying constantly or just people getting, um, you know, falling down the wrong, the wrong path here. Like, you know, I've had buddies of mine that have fallen down the wrong path. Um, got caught up in things they shouldn't have been caught up in mm. aren't here with us anymore. So it, it frustrates me when we're still promoting things that aren't going to prolong life, but rather conclude lives a lot quicker. Um, and, and that's not cool. We I just get angry. In. Cause yeah. you hear he's like, uh, Oh, he's playing dice. And I'm like, take your fucking self out of this situation. Right. You did everything in your power to be successful with some money to not be playing dice. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I get it. You know, it's in you, you grew up, but I mean, well, what's the point of being successful if you're going to just go back to that? And it's like, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, and I, I don't know if there's not the mentor. I don't know if it's the old school, not mentoring the new, the new school. I don't know what it is. 
But like, and I don't know, social media is definitely no help because it's like if you and I had beef and it's serious beef and I'm posting up where I am right now, I just told you and your people where I'm at right now in my stories. You know what I mean? And and it's like, guys, if you guys are going to start shit, stop posting the shit. Like, stop being like, come get me. I'm right here, you know? And, it, and it's a reality check. Like, there's been so many rappers that died and got killed and you're just like, Jesus Christ, when does it, it doesn't, it's not even slowing down. It, it just, it's at a pace where it's ridiculous. You're literally, if you say I'm a rapper, there's a chance you're going to die. Like this is what, that, that's, that's the, at the rate it's going at. And it's just very sad. And you know what I mean? It's not even about music anymore. It's stupidity. Yeah. Like stop, stop the violence. Enjoy the music. Make some music. I wish some of these guys that are shooting each other would just collab. You know what I mean? We'd have probably some fucking major hits out there. Yeah. But it's, but it's a sad moment. It, it, it's bad it's bad i mean like it, we we just got to get past it we got to get point back to a point in music where yeah you're gonna have people that are that are, like you know obviously we we have all different types of music for a reason mm-hmm. um but we we got to get back to a point in music where we're we're really appreciating like you said like appreciating the actual sound of music actually just doing this for the real reason like music was created to feel good to like actually feel something and not take um you know i don't know there's just too much backstage politics a lot of times in music nowadays that that ruins a lot of good things eli i want to know your top five rappers man Ooh, that's tough and no right and now. no in no specific order yeah oh um man right now in the game i'd say if we're just going right based off the game your right top five in general it could be right now past present future okay. whatever yeah, so I'll just, I'll just go off my influences and more so. like I, Mac, I'm a big Mac Miller guy. Huge nice. Mac Miller, right? So Mac. Um, I, I'm big on um, J. Cole. I, I like J. Cole, and I mean, his longevity is huge. So yeah. I like J. Cole. Um, I would go with Chance the Rapper. Now, I'm not a big fan of a lot of his newer stuff. Now, the highs and lows he just did with, uh, I think, Joey Badass, that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other music he's done that's cool recently, but like, the big day I did not like at all, but if you I go past his, that, his Doritos commercial killed me. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. But I loved Acid Rap and I loved Ten Day. Like those those two mixtapes stuck with me when I was first looking into making music and trying to find like influences. Chance was that guy. So like Mac, Chance the Rapper, J Cole, and then like I guess like right now I'd say I'm a, I'm a huge um, JID fan. Okay. I think his, his album he just dropped was some serious heat mm-hmm. uh, and then i mean it's always a toss-up but I, I i just because i like obviously grew up with his music like the first cd i ever picked up and listened to rap wise was um eminem's encore first okay. song i ever listened to was mockingbird and i'm not a fan of like the newer stuff he's been coming out with but yeah. just out of respect for the guy himself i'd probably have to put eminem in there because he's an influence of mine like I said, he's the first guy I ever listened to in that genre. So nice, nice, nice. That's a great list, man. You named you named you named some, some some killers there. Don't get me wrong, man. And people that don't understand Jay Cole's fucking following, like that dude, as an independent, good for him. Congratulations, bro. Like, wow, yeah. he's the blueprint of what people should strive to be, man, in the music business. Straight up, man. Straight up. Now, if there was an artist you wanted to collab with and a producer, who would they be, man? Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna be honest. Producer wise, I'm and I and he he always we always talk about loyalty and just things of that nature. But I'm narrator's the guy. Like unless mm-hmm. I'm doing something with like Paula or something along the lines of like Vice working with one of their producers, I'm yeah. I'm working with narrator. Good but I do want to do a track with Smino. Smino has been incredible since I started listening to him back in like 2016. Um, and I've always appreciated his music, so I would want to work with Smino. He's done some some of my favorite songs. Um, so I, I think me and him doing something groovy, something wavy would be cool. Now we mentioned narrator a lot. We had him on here on, on the, when we had the shooting the shit podcast. Now we're live on the mic. We're definitely going to get him back on. We're we're a big fan of his too, man. But he, like we said, he's a fucking, that dude doesn't stop working. What now for people that don't know him, man, what, what, what makes you, what, what, what are you so attracted with his work ethic? Like, tell me more about him. I mean, he's very humble. He's probably the most humble human being I know. Him and Paula, I always tell him. I said it's it's him and Paula that are like the two most humble human beings I know in music. But I mean, narrator's always been a guy that's welcoming of so many people. I mean, I've been at the studio with him for a full day before, where I've done a session and somebody completely that makes completely different music than I do comes in. 
you know, mm-hmm. here we got like, you know, trap music, street music, you know, boom. And then we have somebody coming that's doing pop music. And then somebody's doing straight heavy rock music. And I mean, narrator welcomes every person into his life. Like, unless you do him wrong, yep. you're going to have a seat at the table with narrator. And that's super, like, that's a super, like, cool um, characteristic to have is like the welcoming aspect. And I think like, obviously from a work ethic standpoint, like you said, he doesn't stop. Like he's never sleeping. Like I can text him at three in the morning. I can text him at six. <laughs> I'm getting a text back usually. So it's fucking crazy. I know, man. Yeah. I'm an yeah. old man that needs naps. Not him. I'll tell you that, man. I'll tell you that. No, no, he's, he's a superhero, man. He's, he's crazy. Me. I mean, I always say there's no Eli moon without narrator. I mean, that That's guy dope, really, man change my trajectory in music so that's I'm so afraid. good man i love i love to hear stories like that so now we know you got some advice some great advice but do you have any great advice for any upcoming mcs yeah i would say you know just just stay positive stay passionate and stay stay on on the grind that's going to create growth don't stray away for a quick spotlight and i mean it's cool to obviously do these bigger shows and if you get an opportunity go do it but don't fall in love with just these bigger shows, these showcases, things of that nature. Really put your nose to the grind and and find growth so that when you are doing this for 20, 30 years, you'll be look back and say, man, I'm glad I was able to really do this the right way and, and grind the correct way so that I created longevity. I think that's important. And right now we don't have a lot of longevity in this music game. So no, I'm we trying don't. to be one of those guys that's here for 30, 40 years. Can't yeah. get rid of me. So I, I love that. So for the people that don't know your music style, what, what would you what would you call it? Yeah, for a while I was calling it Rocky Road R and B because I was making a lot of R and B music. But mm-hmm. um, I was I don't know I'm just out the box, man. I'm an out the box artist. You can't put me into a box. I, I'm making rap, hip hop, rock, pop. I, I make every type of genre. So I mean. I'm just Eli Moon, man. I mean, I'm an experience. <laughs> I like that because I'm a big fan of being out the box, man. Even with the with the podcast, I was like, well, who do you interview? I'm like, I don't know. A spiritual medium one day, an American gladiator the next day, an independent artist the next day. I don't want to be put in the box. We're almost put in the music box for too much. And it's because like, you know what I mean? When, when, when COVID came around, that was what we had a lot of access to, but we didn't want to be, we didn't want to disown it, but we also weren't, that's not the box we were in. We want to be, I don't know. That's what I love about the podcast. It could be about yeah. anything tomorrow night. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, I, I'm sometimes I'm the yeah. curious. I'm curious. I need to know something about somebody, so I want them on, right? So, like you, like you said, man, outside the box, uh, it's gonna be nice when they start giving out. Um, how do you call it? like music awards? But that's not boxed in neither, right? It's like the best hip. Maybe they're not hip hop. Maybe they're the, you know what I mean? It'd be like, what about yeah. it's the best fucking music, period. You know what I mean? Or lyrics or beats or whatever the case may be without being in that box. So, yeah. Box is cool. Tyler, the, I, I think Tyler the Creator, not to interrupt you, my bad, but uh, no. uh, uh, I, I'd say Tyler the Creator is a big, big influence of mine I didn't mention earlier that mm-hmm. kind of creating that argument because he, he won, um, I, I think he won Hip Hop Album of the Year with, um, Oh my goodness, my brother's gonna kill me. He loves Tyler <laughs> Creator, but Igor, um, he won Igor, um, you know, like best hip hop album of the year, and he was like, it's not even really a hip hop album, or there was some sort of argument there. So I think he started to create some some debate, and now I'm, he's like opening the door so I can come in in the next year or so and kick the door wide open. And good, I, that, I, I'm I'm ready to create that experience type of music. The hey, music the bo- is an experience. That's exactly the boxes were there because that's 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 what we're learning from history. <laughs> But now it's time to blend these boxes in, right? It's time It's time to open these things up a little bit. It's cool. Like, it, it, things things evolve all the time. And I think music is still, I still think it has an, a, a chance to evolve even further, right? So, and you know what, man? With with great producers and artists like yourself, it is, the options are there for you guys. And I know I know you guys are going to kick the door down and do a really good job. But uh, what's next for you, brother? What's, what's the, do you have anything lined up for yourself? Yeah, we're working on getting some shows here for the end of the year, um, you know, looking to do something out of state. Nothing cement yet um, as of, you know, now, but um, we're working. You know, Paula's, Paula's always looking all over the map, so he'll find something. We'll probably be doing something in the state somewhere soon. And um, just I'm planning on dropping an album in the first quarter of next year. Perfect. Um, trying for March, um, but then I got a few things planned before that. Me and Narrator are trying to work on a, an EP. We're going to drop a collab EP probably at the beginning of the year next year. Um, so just working on dropping some new music, uh, crisp music that I've really put a lot of time into. 
and and finding shows in a city near you so you can start so more people can figure me out i, know I love that man i love that i got your links in the uh descriptions i got your instagram link and i got your link tree so they can get you on youtube and spotify and that side guys check out the descriptions all his links are there please follow my man he's the man they call moon eli moon the artist from cleveland ohio brother thank you for spending the afternoon with me man and shooting the shit with me and talking music man i'd love to have you back on sometime brother Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity, man. And uh, My pleasure, enjoy the bro. holidays. You too, bro. Peace.